everybody, and welcome back to Dark Five. I'm your host, Rachel Evans, and I'm really excited to talk to you about murder today and for a lot of days to come. Uh, I just wanted to let you know very, very quickly that this is a uh, CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. And if you did not know, CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. I know that you can listen to Dark Five however you want, but I do hope that you give CastBox a shot because, listen, I really like them. Okay? Okay? I don't know why I got so defensive. I'm sorry about that. Listen, I... I'm gonna take it down a few notches. I'm gonna get not so intense. I'm gonna really bring all of the positive energy to this moment because I have a really special guest. Jason Horton, hi. Hi, how are you? How was that? Was that intense? That was good. I oh, mean, special? My, my heart wow. is and My guessed? heart is like beating out of its chest right yeah. now. We're reunited, so I think that's kind of good. This is a little interesting reunion we have here. I know, I know. Before I get into that, I just want to say really quickly that, Jason, you have a really fantastic podcast called Ghost Town. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and um, I'm really excited you're here because I know a lot about murder, but ghosts are kind of my blind spot. Um, Like, I, you know, Sapphire's kind of the spooky lady, and I'm more of the (laughs) killer queen, if you will. Um, So I'm really happy to have you here, but I do... I do want to let everybody know that me and Jason know each other. Way back. Way back. Not go that way back. far. No. I know. We were kids. But we were just kids then, we were Jason. Crazy kids. We didn't know. We didn't know any better. Um, well, I truly didn't. You were a guest teacher at my college. Yeah. And I learned about digital media from you. Yeah. And that a, it's a viable a, job. A five-time college dropout was teaching uh, <laughs> at a college. So anything can happen. I mean, honestly, we, we've learned that it doesn't really matter. College doesn't matter, kids. Is that bad? I don't, I don't I mean, I don't know. It's good. I think it's good. I think I, I was just actually talking about this yesterday with a couple people who were like bragging about where they went to college. And they were like, well, I went to Duke, but nobody gives a shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. No one, no one cares. Well, I was saying I take full responsibility for any success you have. Yeah. Failures, that's on you. Success, that's because of me directly and me only. No, that seems fair. Yeah. I've already called my mom about it, and she's fine with that. Cool. She's like, Jason, of course. Yeah. Um, Jason, you were really kind to me and provided me with some uh, information for today's episode. So I'm going to be just listening to you, loving you, really absorbing all of you. Um, if you're fi- grokking you, if you will, do you yeah. know that term? I call it G-rocking. Oh, cool. <laughs> is, that, is that? But I'm very street, so yeah, like strap right. in. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel intimidated. Um, today we're talking about LA haunts. If you don't know, I'm in Los Angeles. Please don't find me. Oh my God, somebody has found me before. Um, they used to send. You know this, Gail. Um, speaking to a person off camera. I love podcasting. Um. Somebody sent to my old office a Chili's gift card. And they're like, found you. Well, I mean, it sounds like love. Uh, How much was it for? Love. $25. It sounds like, you know. Like? It sounds like like. Like heavy like. You get an app. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're going to have to get out your own credit card. Uh, I don't know. Well, it depends on how hungry you are. Yeah. Is where Chili's is Blooming Onion, right? Uh, I think they might, but I know that also Outback. is Outback. That's yeah, Outback. I'm yeah, dumb. Oh, yeah. yikes. Did you know about the Chili's or nope? Do you know about the Outback conspiracy that they're satanic? No. If you look at a, the map of Outback Steakhouses, um, they form a pentagram. <laughs> oh, well, I will definitely look into that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. real. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. So is Jason. You can find him. He's fine. Oh, please um, find me. Yeah. Um, I'll take all the Chili's gift cards. Yeah. I'll take a $5 one. Yeah, that's nice. And I'll love you forever. So that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. 
What a cheap date. Value. <laughs> Where is it? Um, but no, yeah, in Los Angeles, I think, is known for being very sunny and very easy breezy. But it's a pretty dark place. And there are a few places, five in particular, <laughs> that we're going to talk about today that either deep murder happened in or very ghostly activities. These are the top five L.A. haunts. Yeah. The, the, I didn't do it in my... In my top five. Do you want to hear my top oh, five voice? Yeah, like YouTube style? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, are you yeah. ready? <clears throat> These are the top five LA haunts. You just try to say, hey guys. What's up, you guys? Yeah, that's what I need. I need that to be introduced. <laughs> What's up, gamers? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're going to go through five of them. Number five, let's just jump right into it, Philip DeFranco. He says that. That's why I said that. Okay. Thank you. So you want to talk about Wonderland murders? You want okay, to start will with that? you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think, do you well, like that I just get silent? Well, I mean, you know, uh, depending on, on when this comes out, uh, there, is, there is an episode coming out on Ghost Town that I do it myself and my co-host Rebecca Lieb. And, uh, you know, just that we do uh, abandoned places, haunted places, mysterious places, just weird stuff. But uh, Rebecca's really great with the, the haunted and I'm kind of more into the abandoned. We got together and uh, we just found a lot of common ground. It's like really harmonious. That's uh, that's curious to me. So you have a special fascination in the abandoned, like abandoned malls. Why is abandoned that? Amusement parks. I just love. Like, there's a reason it's still there, and uh, I think there's just something really. I don't know. It's there for a reason, and hmm. I just love. I just love things that are have not been excavated or whatever, and uh, seeing what what it's like now, and kind of doing a side by side of maybe what it would look like. Uh, urban exploration kind of would fall wow. into that category. I love that uh, movie locations. What got you into that? I've just I you know when you, you walk by and so you see like a plaque, yeah, like a historic plaque. I will stop at every single one of them, and I always have, even as a kid, mm. even if I didn't understand the context, and I was like uh, uh, landmarks, historical landmarks, um, and preserving that has always been uh, an interest and fascination of mine. So places, and that uh, ghost town is about places and the stuff that's happened at the places. Well, that's I mean, yeah. I'm glad that you're here for this. Then I'm a little bit older. I know I sound like I mean I'm almost twenty. Oh you know what God, I mean? I know. Yuck. I look six. I yuck. understand. I know. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, I, I kind of vaguely remember uh, hearing about them at, living in, even living in New York. Really? And then there was a movie came out, uh, the one, the movie Wonderland movie, which uh, I forget who's in it. But Paul Rudd. Is it Buzz Paul? He might be. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. He might be in it. I don't know. <laughs> I no uh, so there was a, and then in Boogie Nights, do uh, you remember the movie Boogie yeah. Nights? It's a sex, you know, it's a sex movie, right? Yeah, I saw a penis. Right, I yeah. I saw a penis the in it. The sex movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they uh, kind of allude to. Uh, it was a fake one, though. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, trust me, I, I did my homework on oh, the, sure. the real and fake penises. <laughs> I know. I know you do. <laughs> That's my other fascination. Yeah. <laughs> Historical landmarks, real fake penises. Uh, <laughs> In Boogie Nights, they kind of uh, kind of reenact the sort of what happened. The robbery? In the, the robbery. And uh, Mar Mark Wahlberg's character is the kind of would be like the John Holmes of, of this story. <gasps> yeah. So there's a oh lot of cultural God. relevance. Yeah. This is all clicking to me because I'm looking at those names on the paper. That makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to. So for anybody who is confused or does not know about this, I'm going to give some sure. backstory and please interject wherever I am either wrong or you have information that I do not have. Sure. Please. Um, I love interruption. So uh, to preface it, a little history before the murder, uh, the Wonderland gang was centered on the occupants of a rented townhouse on Wonderland Avenue. Um, bunch of names, Ronald, Ron, oh God, I'm going to get these wrong, Lanius, Lanius, um, Billy DeVerrill, 
and Billy's girlfriend, Joy Audrey Goldmiller. Bunch of names, all very easy to read. Um, so this group of people lived in this townhouse and they were involved in heavy drug use and drug dealing. And on June 29th, 1981, uh, the four of them committed a brutal home invasion and armed robbery at Eddie Nash's home, resulting in Nash's bodyguard, Gregory Diles, being shot and injured. Nash suspected that porn star John Holmes had been involved since he had been at his house three times on the morning of the attack. Come on. Come on. Like, what? Isn't that kind of overkill, literally? Like, if you're going to rob a place, like, don't show up three times in the same day, right? I mean, John Holmes wasn't really known for his... Like, Smarts? Yeah, he was a, a pretty bad drug addict, so... Uh, oh, that makes a ton of sense because yeah. of the crowd he ran in. Yeah. And also, it makes a ton of sense that he wasn't, you know, working with a lot upstairs because after Nash suspected this, he sent his bodyguard, who again was injured but not killed, uh, to go find John Holmes, who was wearing one of Nash's rings. Hey, don't do that. Sell it. Okay? Why am I giving you advice? Yeah, why are you giving drug advice? I'm just saying that, like, pro, uh, it just stolen seems goods? intuitive that if you steal something and you're walking around in the neighborhood, what are you doing? Anyway, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna victim. I'm not gonna victim blame here. That's wrong. That's wrong. You can't do that, Jason. You'll you'll know that there's no there's no good there's no good people involved in this story whatsoever That's, that actually makes me feel a lot better because yes. i did for a moment feel really bad that i was victim blaming blaming no, everyone him, here is is a pretty uh, you know at different levels is um pretty shitty yes yeah, yeah yeah it seems that way so um they spotted holmes walking around wearing one of nash's rings and they brought holmes back uh scott thorson who was liberace's former boyfriend interesting drama um he was in nash's house to buy drugs and he claimed he witnessed holmes being tied to a chair and repeatedly punched in the face until he revealed the attacker's identity something about something about that is so much worse to me than murder i know categorically it's not like being shot is bad and don't do it but something about tying somebody to a chair and just beating the crap out of them is so horrifying to me the pain, right? Yeah, it's at what extended. Point does, you know, at what point do you think the pain goes away? Uh, for me, from being from the streets, yeah. immediately. Oh, great. Yeah. You don't have it? No. No fear? No, no All fear. right. All right. Cool. I like that. So uh, around 3 a.m., a couple days later, two days, two days after the Nash robbery, an unknown number of unidentified men entered the Wonderland Avenue townhouse and bludgeoned to death those four guys and actually, nope, should say. Yeah. Is that two guys, two ladies? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, they were bludgeoned to death. Well, one was not. Well, yeah. One survived. Susan. She, she survived. Susan survived. Okay. So it says that there was a combination used of – this is pretty graphic. All of this is actually it's, pretty graphic. It, yes. Um, but there's a combination of hammers and metal pipes being used to uh, bludgeon these people to death. But uh, Susan survived. But has no recollection of the name. I think she's also missing a part of her skull. Yes. They had to surgically. I'm not laughing. It's just, oh, my God. They had to surgically remove a part of her skull, which I didn't know that you could just do that. Did you know? This is off topic a little bit. But did you know that you could have half of the hemisphere of your brain removed and have it holographically re reflected inside of your own brain to work as a functioning, full-ass human being? Pretty cool. Isn't it? Science, right? I know. Anyway, Susan. Um, what's interesting to me is that this murder happened at 3 a.m., but no no police 
showed up. No, nobody was called until 4 p.m. the next day, even though they said the neighbors said that they heard intense screaming. From I think the like, house. oh, please don't kill me and yeah. stuff like that. And yes, now. please don't kill me specifically, which is like a great cue to call the police. Uh, their neighbors said that um, they had a bunch of parties. Yeah. So they weren't sure if that was a party. Never heard a party like that before. You got to figure in the early 80s is probably a pretty uh, there's a lot of crime. Uh, okay. uh, the economy's pretty bad, so things are especially probably up in in Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. a lot of rock and roll happening. Uh, so I'm sure they're probably used to the, you know, the the yelling and screaming and Please hooting don't and hollering. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that might just be I don't know, that might just be street street lingo. They well, might not have known. Yeah, you would know better than I would. Yeah, I would. I mean. Um so is there like is there any – are there ghosts? Like what's the – is this just like an awful place? It's just an awful – it's just a place where awful things have happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do people live there now? Do you know? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, for a couple of things, it is a technically an unsolved crime. Uh, and I watched the the crime scene footage. No. It is – I wish I didn't. Um, in fact, that's how I start the episode on Ghost Town is I start it with a little clip of the uh, crime scene. And it is uh, – I was not – I watched it before I went to sleep. Uh, it was very, very disturbing. Um, it's it's super brutal. And it's also – look, it, it, it's, you know, from 1981. Uh, but it is – it's really it's really gruesome. I do not suggest watching it, I, I guess. You saw blood and stuff. You see uh, bodies. If you read, you know, read those bodies slumped up on the TV. Uh, no, it's, and there's then a lot of blood. sitting up with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a mess. I don't like bludgeoning. Yeah. As far as murder goes, probably my least favorite. Well, you know, I guess maybe you figure like gunshots will be louder, cleaner you know? though. Um, yeah, way cleaner. So it, it, probably Eddie Nash was, you know, um, technically he says he didn't have anything to do with it, but if you add things up, he probably had. Uh, Everything I mean, to do with it. Yeah. Um, he probably was like, send these people a message not to fuck with me. Uh, I went there very recently and I trespassed. You did? I went into the garage. Bad boy, bad boy. Yeah. I even took a picture. You might find it. Did soon. it, I'm... was the air dense? You know, How it's it weird feel? because it's, it's in, it's right around the corner. There's the Wonderland school. It's mm-hmm. just weird because it's called Wonderland. So I really think that really gives it that kind of like Eerie. sexy, creepy allure. Very, very narrow street. Uh, and it still looks, the exterior looks the same, but I went inside the garage. You can look at a bunch of pictures of the police are there. So I stood inside the garage just to kind of like be there and feel it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, I love obviously visiting the uh, as many places as I possibly can without like getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I don't condone trespassing or anything like that. But, Whatever. You, you can know, condone trespassing. I'm winking though. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, He's yeah, winking. Yeah, yeah, I'm winking like crazy. I feel like that's a, that's a fine one, you know? Yeah. I keep thinking about hammers. Okay, cool. Number four. (laughs) Number four, Cecil Hotel. Cecil? Cecil. Yeah, I'll say Cecil. Let's go with Cecil. Yeah. All right. Well, I said both of them, so you can have Mm. both of them, no matter what your brain does. I think that an important place to start with this one is the Black Dahlia story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, This hotel has myriad stories to choose from, but- if you are not familiar, most of us are, but if you are not familiar with the story of the Black Dahlia, buckle in. Buckle up. That's the one. It's a, this is a very L.A. casualty story. Also, if you don't like incredibly gory details, then just fast forward like 30 to 45 seconds. Um, yeah, because it's going to get gross up in this piece. Black Dahlia or Elizabeth Short is this 22-year-old woman who comes to L.A. to be a star. She wants to be an actress and she's beautiful, has a very strong look, is just like has everything going for her, and she has just moved to Los Angeles to be a big movie star like the rest of us. So anyway, she was murdered, spoiler, 
Um, and her body, I think the most gruesome part of this murder, and I think the reason why it has such staying power as as it relates to uh, horrific stories, is that her body was posed. She was outside laying on her back with her arms raised over her shoulders and her legs suggestively spread apart. There was a ch- uh, there was a chunk of flesh removed from her leg and put inside of her. Besides the chunk of flesh inside of her, the grossest part of this is that her hair was freshly shampooed. Um, her hair was still wet when the police found her, uh, which is just disgusting. It means that there was some obviously tampering after the fact. Clearly, uh, you can see from her body, but there was some sexualization there, clearly, because her hair was shampooed. So he took care. He cared about the body. I'm assuming he because men are trash. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You're not trash at all. Are you saying I'm a man? Yes. Oh, well, thank you. I like being called a man, good or bad. You are a man. Thank you. You're a full man. I'm a full-grown man. And I respect that about you. Thank you. Great. Um, anyway, ugh. her body was covered in cuts and abrasions, and her mouth had been slashed from ear to ear, like the Joker, but not whimsical. Um, and I think probably the most notable part of her murder is that she was cut clean in half. So her torso was sawed in half. Separate. Yeah, separated and cleanly. I think that is, that's the thing that most surgically. people. Surgically. Sure. Yeah. That's the thing that most people uh, pick up on with this is that it was done with precision and it was done with intent and like it was clearly an educated cut, which is alarming. Um, and the last time she was seen was in the lobby of the Cecil Hotel. A few other notable Cecil Hotel go- guests, not ghosts, probably ghosts now. Uh, Richard goddamn Ramirez. Yep. What? Yeah. How could he afford hotels, number one? I mean, the Cecil is was known for being Trash. like they, a lot of uh, transients, prostitutes, uh, seedy types. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like top dollar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't four star. Clearly not. Um, and then I think the m- most recent one, mm-hmm. Elisa Lamb. Oh, yeah. So I want I want you to talk about that one because that's like what what is going on? What is that? I mean, I, 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 I've you know, you can watch the the, the elevator footage right. and, you know, and she ended up in like the water tank. How? OK, so that's did you see images of the water tank? Yeah. So physically, how did she get in there in one piece? I know she seemed like pretty paranoid. And I mean, it could be like I don't know how she would get herself in in there uh but the she was in there for a bit too yeah. cuz i think the, you notice from the water the yeah. war yeah this is a very disgust this is a very disgusting note but um she was found because the water in the hotel started to turn black and some some customers were complaining that their water was black and smelled like death yeah turns out it was death i think i watched indeed. that elevator footage mm-hmm. and you just see how like like she's almost looking to see like if somebody's chasing her but she also maybe was known to maybe have some you know yeah. uh, you know whatever. psychological yeah, yeah she, sure. i think i think that i think that that was released later that yeah. she did have some something wrong there was you know yeah. not wrong but I like the black that, dahlia but... unsolved and that's exactly. the common thing like a lot of these are unsolved and that's what like i think uh captures them you know mm-hmm. what i mean they're in this they're preserved like and suspended because they're they're not free because you don't know and i think that that's something about that i know that there's un- obviously i know that there's unsolved mysteries everywhere but there's something about los angeles that has such a history of covering up and such a history of protecting and erasing that like it really makes you think when these murders go unsolved here, like, 
I always assume the worst. I always assume it's the most powerful people in LA who will have some, but I conspiracy theorize a lot. Speaking of preservation, though, this hotel was the inspiration for American Horror Story Hotel, um, which I find fascinating. Obviously not. It was a little mixed with H.H. Holmes stuff there. But have you ever been? I have. No, I've not. I've seen pictures. We were actually, because Rebecca knew somebody who had something to do with the house, we were going to try to do a live show there. But now they have new owners, so that's now not happening. I'm sure they try to separate themselves from that, too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't but they it? no, they were doing like I think they at some point they were doing like tours there or something. I feel like so we 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 looked into that. God. Yeah, I mean the Cecil. There was another Australian murderer that was a fan of the Maria, uh, Richard Maria uh, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His he has a very long last name that starts with a U. And then uh, there was I think the suicide. There's a suicide. A couple of suicides. It's a place that you went to to get away f- and hide I'm, or not. There were sixteen reported. Murders and suicides yeah. at this hotel alone mm-hmm. in like a very short amount of time. Yeah. And right now it's being renovated, I believe. Good. They probably need new. No, not good. Water I want it to system. stay the way it is. Yeah, but like. I know. Kind of gross. I know. And it's also not a good hotel. No. So oh. good for them. Yeah. Move into the future. I bet that place is haunted as shit. The business center is not up to par. Like the fax machine doesn't work. <laughs> and I need a good business center when I go to a hotel. Guys, a fax machine is how you send an email with paper. I'm only 20. I wouldn't know. I know. I'm, that's why I wanted to tell you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Listen, y'all, we're going to take just the smallest break because I have been dying to pee for literally days. So uh, just sit tight and I'll be right back. Okay. Love you. Welcome back. I'm back and so are you. You've been here, but now I'm back. I'm back too. Oh my God. Weird, right? Look at us go. You want to talk about murder? Oh yeah. Okay. This is great podcasting. I have nothing to say about this next one because I really wanted to give it to you. But number three is the abandoned Hawthorne Plaza Mall. Yeah. Um, which I know that I've read articles that you wrote about it. And I know that you love this place. And the pictures are insane. Yeah. Like spooky dookies. First, it seems so regal for some reason. One nugget of history is that it's located in Hawthorne, California, and it was closed because the employees mistook some groups of of teenagers for a dangerous mall gang in 1999. Yeah, I think that's when it went out of... Yeah, that's when it shut down. But, like, what does that mean? Is this West Side Story? I don't don't know. I don't know. Like, I I wasn't in Los Angeles in the late 90s, so I don't know what the deal was. Um, With mall gangs? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they were shoplifting. It was like a shoplifting thing or probably drug, you know, whatever. That makes a ton more sense. In my head, I just imagine, like, a Kevin Smith film. Sure. Like, it's mall rats, but... Like, Hawthorne. we're the Claire's posse. Right. Like, you know, we're the Foot Locker gang. We're going to pierce your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. No, I don't think it was like that. This is this is Foot Locker turf. Yeah. Get out of here, lids. Feats only. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about this place and well, tell me why it's special to you. Well, it, it was on my list. I love the mall culture is very interesting to me. And, and you know, I kind of grew up going to malls and it's always been a part of pop culture and movies and, uh, and the decline of obviously malls because of the Internet mm-hmm. uh, and online shopping. Gross. Uh, and it, economy based things. Uh, this is one of the malls that I was like because they filmed uh, Gone Girl there, uh, Fast and Furious, Westworld. So they film a lot of things there too, which also crosses over with what I'm interested in. And I actually was filming a movie there called Lord of the Rings. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah, I was a star. Oh wow! Yeah, pretty good. No. You're so much taller in real life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but I was filming a movie there, and I was there. I was like, wait a minute. 
I knew we were going to Hawthorne. You know, you look at it. Yeah. Mean, yeah, we're we're famous actors. We know. Yeah, you look yeah, at a call yeah. sheet and you're like, well, another day, another place. You know yeah, what I mean? another million. Who cares? Who cares? I don't. And then I was walking. I was like, wait a minute. This is the abandoned Hawthorne Plaza Mall. So I happened to – I was so excited to be there, obviously making a million. Right, But sure, I was sure, excited. Sure. To, I was telling everyone, I was like, you know what this is? They're like, yeah, man, we're trying to work. Like, uh, like uh, we don't care about what your little stupid hobby is. But it was just really amazing to be there. Uh, you People always like, how do you get in? And it always changes because they don't want people just mulling around in there. So we went through like a like a bay, you know, like a uh, like a garage bay door. Um, there are definitely homeless people sleeping there because there's like mattresses and, uh, you know, graffiti and broken glass. And they had like kind of security where we are because you don't know who's in there. And yeah. it's the, you know, dangerous the, mall gangs. Dangerous to the Lids gang. Is, right. They haunt that place. You know what I mean? Claire's is here to pierce your nose. Yeah. So they're mad at Amazon, I guess, for shut, yeah. shutting down the mall, I Who suppose. Who is it? Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I got that prime, baby. Uh, uh, but, you know, the, the you know, the the uh, the esca- there's, you know, there's an escalator that goes down, but it only goes like a couple of feet and then it's just rubble, which is like really, really interesting. And there's um, there's escalators that are still suspended. There's like two levels. And it's just great. It's just great. Is it great. crumbling or is it fine? Is the infrastructure I mean, okay? there's, a, there's not a ton of like exposed wire yeah. or like metal, but I mean, I wouldn't go naked and roll around in there. You, know you what wouldn't? I mean, that if it was the right person, plan. yeah, maybe if I was in love. Yeah. Well, well you have to be in love. in love to do that in the first place. Got, yeah, yeah. You got that, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just an amazing, just to kind of see. And then I would go back and, of course, I look at old mall video all the time because I'm a weirdo. And I kind of <laughs> look and see like what was here then and where I'm standing now wow. to kind of juxtapose that. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing abandoned mall. They keep talking about. Why is it wipe, still there? I mean, red tape. Politics. You really? Know what I, mean? I, I think that is always. There's always developers that are like, we're in, we're out. But who, to invest in another shopping type thing yeah. is is a very. It's people are trepidatious because they're like, are we going to make money? Because malls now are, you know, on the way out. And I bet with the amount of money they're making through film and TV, it's enough justification to keep that open. I'm maybe rush but hour too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Do you know there's more than one rush hour? Two. No. There's, there's rush hours. Nope. Nope. Well, there's more. Shut up. Spoiler. But now 20 Shh. years. So you had your chance. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 But if you're interested in a, in abandoned malls, there's like very few that still exist. Uh, I think one of the meccas is in Ohio, I believe. One of the like mecca abandoned malls. Wow. Still is in Ohio. But the, yeah, the Hawthorne Plaza Mall. Ohio. People have messaged me a lot when I post that. Like, how do I get in? How do I get in? How do I get in? And I was like, I, I got. I didn't even know I was there until I was there. So. How? But if you were to infer how to get in, how do you think you, people could get in? Uh, I, I, the way I went in is there's two, uh, you know, where trucks would back in and there was like a shipping thing. That's the way. Okay, guys, there's a loading dock. If you guys make it to the abandoned Hawthorne Plaza Mall, yeah. uh, take some videos, take some pictures, and tag me, and then say Jason sent me. Yeah, there's some on my Instagram, the Jason Horton. If you want to see some pics, oh yeah, there's some pics. Oh, I love that. I got tons of pics. I love pics. Yeah, I got them. I got the pics. I I got one of my pictures on Instagram got reported and taken down today. Oh, can I ask for what or is it butts? Oh, how many? Just the one. Oh, okay. One was not enough, enough. Not enough butts. Maybe, I, maybe Instagram was like, need more, need seven. I actually didn't read the justification, so that could be it. Yeah. Could be not enough butts. Yeah. Well, I'll try harder. Is there enough for everybody? I don't know. No, probably uh, not. See, there you go. Well, I'll try harder next okay. time. Um, This next one is actually right up your, your alley, too. Yeah. Number two is the comedy store. Yeah. So I love this because the comedy store, if you guys don't know, is a probably, I would say probably the most famous comedy venue uh, yeah. ever or at least the most infamous it's been around for how long 
I mean, since, 1970s, yes, since the yeah. 1970s, Polly Shore's mom owned it. Everyone loves her so much. People still talk about Mitzi her. Short? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you listen to like podcasts from comedians, they always. Um, I'm only 20, so I wouldn't. You I, wouldn't know, I, I wouldn't right? Know, but but that show. Um, God, what's that show? Uh, up here, you're up here. Dying up here. Dying up here. Yeah, yeah. and the, she's portrayed by somebody yeah. on that show. That's great. Or like you know, inspired by whatever. Uh, but anyway, the comedy store before becoming the comedy store in the 1970s, it was. A building. Is it Ciro's? I'm just trying to. Remember. It was a Ciro's restaurant. I so, think. Like, yeah, yeah, Ciro's. Yeah. Wow, look it's at been you. a bit. It's been a bit since I've. Uh, but I try. I retain a little bit here. And You're there. right. You Still know. trapped. Yeah. Um. But it, the interesting thing about Ciro's, the nightclub and restaurant, is that it was mafia owned. Yeah. Yay! I recorded a couple podcasts in that basement, and every time people are like, "You know, you know, it's haunted." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I, I've heard it. Thank you." But the basement, which has since been renovated, was supposedly used to torture and kill those who posed a threat to the secrecy of the mafia. Uh, even after the transition from organized crime to comedy, a former employee jumped to his death from a nearby building and landed in front of the comedy store after the club did not allow him to perform Which there. would be the hotel next door where it's a very famous, I think it's, I don't know, Continental. The name has changed, but uh, like Led Zeppelin hung out there. It was a, it's a very rock and roll hotel because it's on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. I believe that's where he jumped from that uh, hotel, which is which is directly next door. Because there was a, um, I think there was like a strike, and then uh, I guess, I don't, I don't, and then he like he blamed it on the comedy. Not store. getting time. Yeah, it's a place that garners a lot of contention because even today, it's there's a weird culture with it. There's yeah. a very strange culture at the comedy store that- It's like, very preserved too. It seems like a very- I Yes. Mean, I've, I mean, I've performed in the belly room a few times, which is oh, not well. the, which is probably the least interesting place too. But Yeah, uh, but if you say that Dave to Chappelle any other- special was recorded in there. So right. he, saw, he saw my work and he's like, oh, I want to do it where this guy does it. I, I heard that as, Dave yeah. told me that as well. Yeah, yeah, DC. It's yeah. DC. Oh, wow, uh, you guys yeah, are close. Very close. That's um, amazing. Uh, and there, do you mention the uh, abortions? What? There were, uh, they had abortions, <laughs> I believe. I made a connection, and I don't know if it's true, that the belly room and abortions, but I don't know if there's anything to it. That's my it's own conspiracy. Gotta be, no, that, that's my own conspiracy. It's too on the nose if yeah. that's not true. Yeah. So what's the abortions? They, uh, I believe it was, I mean, obviously, you know, um, if the mafia guys, like, they weren't always faithful to their wives. What? I know, no, I know. That's the one thing that people are like, no, that's not true. They've Get done everything except here. for that. They were always faithful. But they would have mistresses, and when they, um, you know, would you know get them pregnant from sex? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sex pregnancies. Oh no. Uh, and then they were like, "Well, we can't have this," so no they have their own in-house, like, low-key budget doctors in there giving abortions in the in what is now the comedy store. Wow! Yeah. Imagine having concierge abortion money. Yeah. It's like that's kind of sexy. Yeah, Mike Schmidt, who's which is also the name of my former boss, one of the comedy store's development comics, explained one ghostly encounter he knew about. One of the employees thought that they saw somebody staring in through the windows through the door's rectangular window, but when they went to open the door, the prying person drifted up and away. What? It's a ghost. Yeah. It's a little ghost. It was Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, God. I don't think he would float away. (laughs) Roll away. Um, That wasn't a fat joke. He's just very clunky as a person. Yeah. He's a clunky dude. Imagine me making a fat joke. Like, come on. He's a clunky dude. He is. Hairy. So hairy. Yeah. But so clunky. So clunky. Oh, so clunky. (laughs) I love it. This is one of multiple stories that people had watching comedy at the comedy store as well. People who are not initiated at the comedy store, don't know this story, have reported seeing many ghostly figures. Um, 
the first time I recorded a podcast there, this guy was trying to impress me and he was taking me around to like all the different spots in the comedy store where people used to like shoot people in the head and stuff. And he showed me this one stairwell. It didn't impress me. It didn't work. We, we did not go out. He showed me this one stairwell where he said that there was like a constant blood spattering on the wall in front of the stairwell because every time that's where people would get executed. They would have a meeting and then they would walk down the stairs and then they would shoot them from behind. So that's cute. You also got to imagine with all that, plus uh, a lot of desperation and comedians and pain and all that all compressed Mm. in one place. I don't know. It's got to, it's got to, got to do a little something. The energy in that place is off the Richter. Like it is dense. The vibe in there is dense, like at all times, because you're right. Comedy is a tragic thing. So to put that on top of all of this mafioso behavior and all this murder and all this torture is like, you can smell it, you know? Oh, the comedy. I feel like everybody feels that way about the comedy store. Sure, yeah, You think yeah. about it and you're like, oh. Yeah. But you yes. gotta do it. Well, you do. Well, I, don't I don't. I mean, they make me do it. I don't have to. I mean, I, for my they fans. They beg you. My fans. <laughs> they beg you. Yeah, they you beg you. You can't me. say no. Yeah. Oh, belly room. You should bring that up to somebody. And see. Uh, you should actually do that. You should bring that up to somebody um, and be like, am I right? Yeah. I'm right. Like that? Like, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Hey. 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 Like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I made this next one number one for the dumbest reason, and I ha- I'll tell you in a second. Number one is the Los Feliz murder house. And I made it number one because the house was designed by somebody named Harry Weiner. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. Yeah. Harry Weiner. Yeah. Harry Weiner. Harry Weiner. Harold, Harold Weiner, yeah. What's Harry the, I don't Wiener. get it, no. Yeah. Um, and you know what's worse about this too is that my mom's entire mom's side of the family, they're all Weiners. Oh. I know. And so I saw that and I was like, I feel you, dude. Yeah. That's an awful name. Yeah. Harry Penis. Yeah. Imagine Harold how much- Penis. Harold, you're right. Harold. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know him? I don't know. You, 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 I don't. So call him Harold. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Harold <laughs> Penis. How many times have we said penis in this episode? 17. We're going to get so demonetized. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, demonetized. This is a podcast. Right. Um, cool. So the Los Feliz murder house. Do you know? Do you know- about this house? I'm very familiar. I was too scared to go to Rebecca Rebecca, the host of Ghost Town, has gone on many dates there. What? Yeah. Why? Dudes are weird. Just she's what? weird. Yeah, they'd be like, let's go creep around like the murder you know, house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I went on a date one time to the Museum of Death and I was like, oh, I, yeah, I don't need to see mutilated genitals no, on our first date. Little tiny brains and stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah, no thanks. No Everyone thanks. Everyone, when they first went to LA, said, gotta go to the Museum of Death. You do not have to go. Well, that's the thing. People think that I would really like it. And parts of it are very cool, I have to say. But like, if anything, that's just what my brain looks like. I don't need to make my outside environments yeah. match my inside environments. There's a, there's a room where the Heaven's Gate guy is just yelling at you. Yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. Anyway. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. Well, I know. We me get too, it. though. We're going to fly away. Yeah. Yeah. The comment. I know. Yeah. Los Angeles Murder House. So at 4.30 in the morning on December 6, 1959, cardiologist Harold Pearlson, he struck his sleeping wife Lillian in the head with a ball-peen hammer. Ball-peen. I'm sorry. Fuck. I can't. Harry, ball-peen Peen. wiener. It's too much what for you. Do- what is it? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Okay. With a hammer. Let's go there. He, oh God, this is so awful. 
Uh, he left her to uh, suffocate on her own blood when he went into his teenage daughter Judy's room and he struck her in the head with the same hammer. Uh, the hit didn't land, though, and Judy started screaming, don't kill me, as her father told her to lay still and keep quiet. Judy escaped, thankfully, found her mother, and then ran out of the house, found a neighbor, called the police. Excuse me, kids. If you are listening to this, you follow Judy's example. That is a strong-ass child. Oh, my God. Do you know the trauma of seeing your mother? First of all, dad tries to kill you. Second of all, and you're, you you're sleeping. Your you don't know what's maybe you don't know what's real or what's not. Exactly. The to, for her to have the wherewithal, like snaps for Judy, for her to have the wherewithal to get out of that house and look for help. Like, please make that your guttural reaction, because for most people, it's just to sit. And, you know, I get that, too. But whatever. Back in the house, when Judy's two younger siblings woke up, her father told them to go back to bed. And this is a nightmare. Which, by the way, if you're having a nightmare and somebody looks at you and says, this is a nightmare. Yeah, it's not a nightmare. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's real. Or you're lucid dreaming and you're terrifying yourself for some reason. Um, he then took two doses of Nembutal. What is that? Um, What's Nembutal? It's like, but it's like ibuprofen, a... but like worse. Oh, okay, cool. Gross. Um, and 31 small pills. How did they decipher it was 31? Interesting. Whatever. Um, that was believed to be coding or a powerful tranquilizer. Uh, he was dead before the ambulance arrived. So the interesting thing about this is that nobody really fully knows why he did sure. this. Nobody knows why he committed this horrible act or why the house would be left to decay for more than 50 years. Yeah, it was. It, there was still like you can look in the window and see uh, different things, you know, furniture, uh, sometimes, you know, Christmas gifts and presents and old uh detergents and, and stuff like that. The Christmas gifts. So this is an interesting yeah. thing about the Christmas gifts is that, whoa, sorry, my brain my brain ended. You went back to Christmas. Did already. you feel that? Yeah. That was like, crazy. Christmas is cool, man. Yeah. I miss Christmas, my dudes. Well, no, actually I'm Jewish, which is a great segue because the Pearlsons were also Jewish. Sure. So the people who moved in, this is a yeah. very interesting yeah. anecdote. The people who moved in after the Pearlsons um, on the anniversary of, of the murder-suicide had some sort of traumatic experience, some sort of happening where they were inspired to bolt out of the house. They left all their Christmas gifts wrapped. They left the tree up. They left their shit there. Mm. They left SpaghettiOs in the pantry and got out of there. So that would lead me to believe that there's paranormal activity. Yes. Right? Validate me. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you know that it's that, that what's going, you know what I mean? Like you're just, you know, anything is going to tip you off. Like I don't want to end up the way they did. Yeah, I mean, do do you think I haven't read stories about ghost activity at this? I place. haven't either, and I'm 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 generally a skeptic for the most part. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think anything could, you know, make you. Um, you know, kind of, feel, you know, you, you somebody like this is the anniversary of this. Like I'm going to feel like that's happening. Right. Right. I mean, and also, yeah, the. The power of suggestion is very strong. Sure. Um, but I think an interesting thing is that they've left the house up for 50 years. Yeah. And it was just it was paid. It was paid and nobody touched it. It was like somebody was paying for that. Why? I, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, I did that because, uh, you know, it was a cool social experiment. No. Do you think that it was 
I mean, no, because they moved out and new yeah. people moved in. So it couldn't be like Judy and her family. Right. Somebody, I, I know a dude, I believe, bought it, but it was it, it was left kind of suspended for years up until recent, like 2016, I think. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Figure this out. I hate unsolved mysteries more than anything. Mm-hmm. Solve them. Tell me what happened. Yeah. Why are you? St- why? Why did that happen? Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, some new news. New news. Um, is that apparently the father was in some lengthy legal battle sure. with his partner. They created some medical device together, sure. and then the partner took all of the money and IP for it and left him with nothing. And so he sued him for a bunch of money, but only got like twenty thousand dollars. Which, if you have kids. Ain't nothing. And I think at that time also the uh, the upkeep of like your social status was very Oy. important uh, in the in the late 1950s. It was just, and I'm sure be, having access to prescriptions and stuff like that. Who knows if he was addicted to right. you know pills or whatever. So I, I think that I, that could play into it his mental state. They the the younger kids did say that he had attempted suicide. Yeah. A few times, but every time they had excused it as something else. They said sure. that it was he oh Stress father's and, feeling bad. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. So um that goes to show that oh God, what a great lesson to button this on because very avoidable. You know, he, this is a person who's suffering from stress and anxiety and because of the time he was living in and the social circles he was running in, he didn't feel like he could get the help that he needed to not murder his, mo- his not mother, yeah. his wife, yes. a mother of his children. Hoy vey. God, why Judy and not the other two? Why? I wonder why he decided to stop at Judy. Maybe that's what, what he might have like the, woken uh, up. Well, that you, the, the act of saying "don't kill me," like sometimes you don't have that interaction, and wow. maybe that kind of put you know put the put the brakes on it at least for him. They yeah. do say that if you're being attacked, call out for your mom yeah. to remind the attacker that you have a mom. Sure, yeah. And if you don't have a mom, like you know, say other things like "my name is Rachel and I'm a human." Yeah. Um, also, don't murder me, please. Every I feel like every episode somebody's gonna murder me. Yeah. Do you feel like that? No. Okay, well, that's good. I feel like there's no one's going to notice me. Well, maybe that's very indicative of what we're interested in because yeah. I'm interested in murder and you're interested in abandoned buildings. Sure. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go have a crisis somewhere. Jason, I've learned so much from you today. Thank you. And there's more episodes uh, on, on Ghost Town. Yeah. We cover like, a lot of different things. Interesting, uh, you know, abandoned amusement parks. Uh, we did a live episode where we recorded where Janis Joplin died. We did a three-part episode. Cool. And we want to do more of that stuff. So there's, there's a lot of fun stuff there. I love that. I feel like that's the only – I don't know of any other podcast that's doing that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. We're the, actually the only podcast, too, that exists. Oh, I know. So you don't have any choices except to listen to that one. We're just doing this as an exercise. Nothing's plugged in here. I know. We're just talking. Yeah. Where am I? Um, Jason, thanks again for being here. Thank you for having and me. And it was so good to see you again. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an adult now. Um, and it's weird. You're just getting younger. I know. Crazy. And taller and hotter. I know. It's gross. It's, you're it. making me very nervous and sweaty. Yeah, I hate it. Um, Jason, can you tell them where to find you? We can find uh, Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and then you can check out uh, Ghost Town Pod on Instagram. And my Instagram, which has more pictures, is the Jason Horton. Yay! Was that exciting for? Is that how you ended? Did you just yell yay! I know. That After was all so that, bad. Just yell yay! <laughs> I know. It's weird how chipper I am. Yeah. It's bad. It might be psychosis. Okay. 
Cool. All right. If you want to find me, I'm at Rachel Sam Evans or Rachel Sam Vans. It depends on how your brain works. Uh, we'll be back next week with something, whoa, so special. Actually, it is special. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week and I love you guys very much. If you could, please rate and review this because I am reading all of your reviews very selfishly and they are so sweet. I literally shed a tear earlier to Supergirl Joe 16, you left the nicest review, and I'm not going to read it because that is vain. Um, but I love you and thank you. And I read it and it really made me smile. I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to my mom and I posted on my Instagram. So I love you very much. And if you want some of that sweet, sweet Rachel attention, go review this podcast. Thank you. That, that was, <laughs> was very, All right. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye, idiots.